the Wild will get their first look at another trade deadline acquisition as Oscar Sundquist expected to play tonight against the Flames. We preview tonight's game as well as a look at Winnipeg tomorrow on today's pregame preview edition of Locked on Wild. You're locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. Just a reminder, you can find Locked on Wild on all of your favorite podcast platforms absolutely free of charge. On today's pregame preview, we talk with Kevin Gorg about tonight's game against the Flames and tomorrow night's game against the Winnipeg Jets. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider. We bring on Kevin Gorg and Kevin, a uh, back-to-back, which has not been as common of an occurrence for the Wild as it seems like it's been for their opponents. And so uh, we start tonight against the Calgary Flames. Flames actually did the Wild a little bit of a favor last night, beating Dallas. And so even though the Wild handled business on Saturday, uh, a lot can happen, and so they need to be on their guard here tonight against the Flames. Well, you know you're going to be facing a very desperate team in Calgary. As it sits right now, they're on the outside looking in. And I wonder how that result last night will affect the Flames. We had a chance to talk to Dean Everson and some of the players within that wild locker room this morning, kind of getting ready for our broadcast on Valley Sports North. And it wasn't just a win at Dallas, the first place team in the division. It was an emotional win where you had a 4-2 lead in the third period and then saw that lead evaporate before scoring on a breakaway uh, with Tyler Toffoli getting the goal in the closing seconds of that hockey game. So an emotional high. I think they'll come out with a lot of jump. I think they'll be looking for revenge. And I think, you know, if you handicap that game in Calgary, the Wild played a very structured, smart hockey game without the puck. But, ironically, Tyler Toffoli had that breakaway shorthanded in the third period when the game was still one nothing. If that puck goes in, if Gustafson doesn't make that huge save, it may be a different result. So I think tonight's going to be a tight game. I think it's going to be a physical game where you might see some fisticuffs. We thought we might see it. Over the weekend, that did not happen. It would not shock me, Seth, if something happened tonight. And I think it's another game where the Wild have to match the desperation of their opponent. Looks like we'll see the debut of Oscar Sundquist uh, as he's been with the team over the last couple of days. Obviously had some travel issues on Saturday. Um, Couldn't get to that game. But uh, looks like a guy, from what I've been able to tell, that uh, is going to fit right in with this uh, this locker room. And he's going to bring an intriguing presence, I think, uh, to this team. What do you expect to see from Sunquist uh, as he gets integrated into this wild lineup? Well, he's going to be given the slot that was previously occupied by Jordan Greenway. And I had no idea how big this guy was. I've watched him play. He won a cup with the St. Louis Blues. And, you know, maybe I didn't watch him as closely because I was, you know, probably focused on Tarasenko and Ryan O'Reilly and some of their top end guys. But watching him at practice yesterday and in morning skate today, he's a big boy, he's strong. He's got, uh, he's got good mitts. And I think, you know, slotting onto that line with Marcus Foligno and Freddie Goudreau, that's going to be a line that Dean Evison leans on to stabilize the game, to shut teams down, and then to get after teams defensemen. I think tonight is one of those nights where if you can get your third and fourth line going, physical forecheck, 
putting pressure on Calgary's defense. That's the weak area team, and the team that's playing the second of back-to-backs against skilled hockey clubs. Dallas is a very skilled, speedy team. You go the distance with the Stars, you're probably going to have to really use your full uh, minutes of defensemen, and I think the Wild can use that as an advantage tonight. I think Sunquist is going to be a great fit on that line. Kevin, what did you think of John Klingberg um, mixing in with the uh, the rest of the decor and uh, being the guy to lead things on that top power play? Well, Seth, the numbers were great. I think it was a mixed bag. I think it's game one. And I think you saw still that chemistry starting to build on the power play where he would put the puck in different spots and maybe guys weren't exactly where he thought they would be. That's going to get better shift by shift, game by game in, in those power play situations. But what I like about this guy is he's a north-south guy. Like, he wants to get that puck moving north-south. He wants to be on the attack. And I think that fits in really well with the uh, the style this team plays. Dean Emerson's always talked about wanting to have mobile defensemen that play a responsible game but are not afraid to jump up in the rush. And that is exactly what John Klingberg is. So you see the plus three. You see the helper. But then when you peel back those numbers and actually look at what he's doing, um, and just having a chance to converse with him today after morning skate. He's very comfortable in this setting, and he's an offensive, aggressive defenseman. I think it's going to give them a little shot in the arm on the back end. And I think what's easy to forget right now is Minnesota's played this great defensive game. They're getting points and production from the blue line. They're doing it without maybe their best guy back there. Jonas Perdin still hasn't seen the ice. And I think the Wild have hinted at this. They could have him back out there. If this was the playoffs right now, I believe he'd be playing, but because they're able to win these games and keep banking these points, they're letting him get back as close to 100% as possible because the next time we see Brodine back on the ice, they want him to keep building momentum and be 100% by the time the playoffs roll around. What a luxury to have that depth on the blue line right now, and Klingberg is a huge part of that. We also saw Matt Boldy score for the first time in a while, and um, I'm hoping, as I'm sure you and the rest of uh, the Wilds, uh, fan base is is hoping that that's the one to get him going because it's been a struggle for Boldy at times throughout this season, but it just seems like since Marcus Johansson got put on that line with him and Jewel Eriksson Ek that they have hit another gear. And uh, so if he were able to go on a little bit of a run here to uh, to help out Kaprizov and, and get some more of that secondary scoring, this team's going to be a problem. Yeah, you know what you're going to get from that top line every single night. I mean, Kaprizov and Zuccarello are a nightmare for teams to game plan for it. If you get Matt Boldy cooking like he was last year with Kevin Fiala, to your point, it gets awfully scary trying to stop this hockey team because most teams have a shutdown set of D. But if you're occupying that shutdown set with that top line, now who's going to be left to defend this line? And what I've seen from Marcus Johansson, just a couple of games, so it's a small sample size, but it reminds me a little bit of what we saw when Sammy Walker got the call up. And this is an older, veteran, more polished version of Sammy Walker. Skill good hands, can attack and drive on the forecheck, and yes, can open up the rink for a guy like Matt Boldy. We know who Jewel Eriksson is. We know the type of grit and battle he's going to play with. He's going to get to the net. But Johansson's a skill guy, and he meshes really well with the skill set of Matt Boldy. And from talking to him personally, he knows how good Matt Boldy is, and he is so excited to have the chance to play with him. And Dean Emerson and the coaching staff actually sat him down, watched some clips, showed him some stuff from Matt Boldy's game. And so I think right now you're seeing him knowing this is a great opportunity, just kind of trying to let this thing come to him. And so far, the early returns are very, very positive. 
and an opportunity to keep it rolling here tonight. We will talk after the break about the Winnipeg Jets. Winnipeg, it's been a roller coaster for them uh, here over the last couple of weeks, so we'll uh, preview that game as well as we continue today's pregame preview edition of Locked on Wild after a word from our sponsor, which today is FanDuel Sportsbook. And we have reached the midway point of both the NBA and the NHL season. We're getting towards the end of the year with the playoff push right in the front uh, of both leagues. And if you have yet to get in on FanDuel, now is the perfect time because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to who takes the shots, who scores the goals. It's all right there. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of Locked On. Continuing today's pregame preview edition of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thanks for making Lockdown Wild your first listen every day of the week. Seth Topol joined by Kevin Gorg. Kevin, the Winnipeg Jets tomorrow night to complete the back and back, uh, back to back. And Winnipeg is finding themselves in a little different position than they've been for most of the season. They were up near the top of the standings for all of 2022. And now they're having to try to kind of pull themselves back in, but still, you got Connor Hellebuck in the net. You got some dangerous scorers throughout. You've got Nino Niederreiter added into the mix. This Winnipeg team is still capable of uh, of being a factor uh, when the season is all said and done. Yeah, and for Wild fans, they remember a series a few years ago where the Jets clocked the Wild, beat them in five games. Tough building to play in. It's a loud building. Their fans get up for every game, but when Minnesota comes to town, they look at that as a rivalry game. It's a border battle. It'll be intense tomorrow. And if you look at the standings right now, and it's the fun part of this stage of the hockey season, Seth, is you can start to look at what would be the matchups if we started the playoffs tonight. Well, it'd be the Wild and the Jets, and the Wild would have the home ice advantage. Then you factor in that the Wild have a game in hand, which they'll play tonight against Calgary. They have a three-point cushion, which can turn to five, if they win tonight, and then you look at that game tomorrow and that four-point swing, if it's a regulation win on either side of the ledger, well, this is giant. And I think the momentum right now that Minnesota has, you want to keep that going. You've, you've got something really kind of special percolating right now, and you're building towards playing your best hockey when it counts the most. So, yeah, a really big 48 hours here for this Minnesota Wild team. The hard part is this is going to be a hard game tonight against Calgary, and you know, you're going to have to lean on that depth, and you hope that – it isn't overtime. It isn't a long night where you're killing a bunch of penalties because, you know, you're going to have to spread those minutes out to save them for that next night. The Wild will be in the position that Calgary's in tonight, tomorrow when they get to Winnipeg. They're going to face a Jets team that's got high-end talent. Think of Kyle Connor. I think of uh, Mark Shifley, Blake Wheeler, some of those type of players. They're a team that can score. They're a team that's usually very dangerous on the power play, and they're going to be a cranky team because they blew a game last night against San Jose. So you got to take it one at a time. You can't worry about Winnipeg right now, but Dean Everson probably showing his cards a little bit by going to Gustafson tonight. He had talked weeks ago about when there's a back-to-back situation, he likes to split those games between Gustafson and Marc-Andre Fleury. So I'm pretty safe to say right here, we'll most likely see 
Marc-Andre Fleury in goal tomorrow at Winnipeg. Uh, just two big games, right, with what's at stake right now. Uh, knowing that on the weekend you're going to play two teams that are not involved in a playoff push, you're going to catch San Jose and Arizona playing the strings out. Still dangerous for sure. Still two buildings with a wild haven't won yet this year. They've lost in both. But those will be much different games than these two. If you can somehow, some way, bank two wins here and have that type of momentum into the weekend, then the Wild can start thinking about not just the teams that are around them, like Winnipeg, who's right behind them, or Calgary, who's trying to take them out of the playoffs. But then you can start to focus on Vegas and Dallas and eventually Colorado and start talking about home ice and a one seed. That's where the Wild are getting to right now because they've played so well in the last couple of weeks. Kevin, any update on Brandon Duhame? I know uh, he got taken out of uh, of the game a couple of games ago after uh, after getting in that tussle, and um, it seems like he is hopefully progressing. But any update as to when we can expect to see him back on the ice? Great question, and you know it's a situation where he's been concussed in the past. We are not assuming anything, but we know that he at the end of that fight got himself in a bad position and took a hit to the head. So. You can kind of fill in the uh, the blanks any way you want right there. The bottom line is we haven't seen him on the ice. We asked both Dean Everson and Bill Guerin this morning, and they said the same thing. Not yet cleared to be back on the ice. We hope to have him back soon. So right now, instead of saying day-to-day, I would probably say he's more week-to-week. And I think the, the natural progression we've seen with this Minnesota Wild team is Annie Ness is their skating and skills coach behind the scenes, does an awesome job. He'll get them individually, both Brodeen and Duhame, on the ice. Then they'll rejoin the team for a couple of practices, and then likely you'll see them back out for a game. So we haven't got to step one yet with either guy. Both have yet to be on the ice with with Coach Ness, but I I would think Brodeen and and both him and Duhame likely by next week, I would think, but I would say doubtful for this week. Okay, and again – You've got the depth, you know, you've got Sunquist kind of slotting into that third line. So then you, you've got those fourth line guys still. And so it's an opportunity, just like with Brodeen, to get those guys fully healthy, make sure that they are ready to rock once the playoffs hit. But it feels like at this point, you have some guys that can step into the lineup to fill those spots. Yeah, you've got great depth right now. You've got good players waiting to get back in the lineup. Let's, let's, let's not forget Kalen Addison had really found his game. And so it's a tricky, tricky spot right now for the coaches to try to finesse some of those things behind the scenes. Sam Steele hopped in, and I thought in Calgary, honestly, maybe had one of his best games of the season. He's a healthy scratch tonight. But within this, Seth, this is what Dean Everson's talked about all the time, is there's the competition for ice time. And so now if you're on that third or fourth line, specifically if you're you know in that Shaw or that Reeves, or even that doer spot, you're looking over your shoulder a little bit, and that's fine because you know that's going to motivate these guys to play even just a little bit harder, even when they're tired. Second of a back-to-back, I got to go out there, I got to play my best because you've got good players like Addison, Steele, eventually Brodeen, Duhame, Gustav Nyquist. Probably later this year, we're going to see him right before the playoffs. All boats rise when you've got depth and you've got talent, and the Wilds seem to have some of that right now. They absolutely do. Kevin, thanks for the time today uh, previewing these two games. We'll catch up with you later in the week. Wild fans, make sure to check out everything we've got for you at Lockdown Wild. We'll have some uh, postcasts, solo postcasts for you after tonight's game and tomorrow night's game as well. Uh, But uh, like I said, we'll check in with Kevin later in the week to preview the weekend's games as well. We've got that and so much more available at Lockdown Wild. So make sure you follow us on all your favorite podcast platforms. We have new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Lockdown Sports Podcast Network.